Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 196. Well, we've been talking about building relationships, and we're going to continue that today. We've looked at two of the five straight A's for successful relationships. The first one is laying out the assignment, the expectations. If anyone's going to succeed, they've got to know what's expected of them. They've got to know what the goal is, what the target is, what the objective is, or they'll never be able to satisfy you or anyone else. And so we need to make sure that people know what our expectations are and we need to know what others expectations are of us once we've done that and we've assigned someone we've given them an expectation if we're in a position of leadership then we need to make sure those people are equipped have everything they need the money the personnel the equipment whatever the task is whatever the assignment the expectation is whether it's very small or whether it is great and involves a lot of people we need to make sure that people understand the expectation that we have of them, but we also need to make sure we give them the opportunity to succeed and set them up for success as much as we possibly can. Now, let me just say parenthetically as I digress that you need to be able to set anyone you work with up for success, anyone you have a relationship with up for success, whether that's your spouse, your children, your parents, a fellow worker, an associate, a friend, always set people up to succeed. Never set it up for them to fail. And many times our churches are failing because of the structure. We're set up to fail unscriptural structures of authority where you've got deacons who are in control and leading a church, that never should be. That's not a New Testament concept. And if the Bible is going to be our guide and the Bible is going to be our final authority, then deacons don't need to be in control. Elders need to lead the church. I say that from a standpoint of plurality. Elders need to be in control. One man doesn't need to be calling all the shots. Number one, it's impossible for them to do that well. No one does all things well except the Lord himself. So we're set up. We're structurally set up for failure. We vote on everything from the color of the carpet or whatever the case. Anytime you're voting, you're in a political arena where people are going to try to manipulate and sway. And so we set ourselves up for arguments and debates and failures. And that's why many times you see churches splitting simply because they are set up to split. They're set up and their structure is bad. So what we want to do is set people up in our relationships for success. And that means making expectations clear, giving people the opportunity to fulfill whatever expectation we have, whatever the assignment, whatever the role is. And in order to do that, we have to hold people accountable. There is no such thing as absolute authority unless you're talking about God. If you're talking about a man, absolute authority will become absolute tyranny at some point or another. That's what happens in socialist and uh, communist governments. You see, if we give the government absolute authority, 
without accountability to the people, you're going to have a tyrant. You're going to set up rule for totalitarianism, and that's what many would want. They don't even realize sometimes they want it, but some do maliciously knowing that they want to be in control because it is in the human heart to be in control of our lives and everyone else around us. And so if we're going to hold people accountable, that takes communication. Communication is probably the thing that's lacking most in marriages. Sometimes you'll hear people say, well, the number one problem in marriage is money. The number one problem in marriage is sex. The number one problem is, and you name it. I believe the number one problem is communication. It may be communication about money. It may be communication about sex. It may be communication about children. It may be communication about how we're going to handle something. It's rarely the issue itself that we're talking about. It's about communication and how we're going to handle something and how we're going to work together. Remember, I'm talking about relationships, and that means we relate to one another, and I'm talking about how we do that. And I'm just saying in any marriage, any relationship, friendship, employer-employee, whatever it is, there has to be expectations. We all have expectations, so we need to state what those are. We need to give people the opportunity, if we assign them something, to have a platform to succeed. But we must hold them accountable. If we're going to hold people accountable, we've got to find out how we're going to do that, how we're going to communicate with them. I assure you, if you have children, you know what I'm telling you is true. Every child is different, and the reason is every person is different. In marriages, I know there are divorces for incompatibility. Well, the fact is that makes the best marriages when people are different. And the issue is communication about those differences. And if you have two people that like the same thing in every area of life, you're going to have a very bland marriage. You don't want all salt and you don't want all pepper. You need pepper and salt. And when you put that together, now you've got the spice that you need. And so I'm saying to you, communication and accountability are very important in any marriage. So we need to find out what's the best form of communication with a person. Just like we're all different, well, we all communicate differently. Is the person verbal? Is the best way to deal with them face-to-face or over the phone? Well, then don't text them. Some people love to text that don't like to talk. And some people love to talk that don't like to text. Then find out what it is. If it is communication that is different from yours, learn how to communicate what's best with them. That is, if you're wanting to succeed in the relationship and you're wanting the assignment fulfilled, that doesn't mean that it's always your way. That means you make an effort as well to find out how to communicate with them and you do it their way, whatever way is best to communicate with them. Because if you need somebody to be just like you, why don't you just do it? The fact is that doesn't work. And that's why many marriages don't work. That's why many um, relationships with children don't work and co-workers don't work and friendships don't work. Is we want everybody to communicate like we do. It's amazing how that people are different in communication. My wife and I are totally different. And that doesn't mean that we don't love one another and aren't committed to one another. But she would text everything out. I mean, I could be sitting in the room in the next room and she'd text me. And I'm just saying, what in the world? Why, why don't we talk? Let's look at one another and go face to face. But her communication is best through writing. And so if I really want to talk with her and uh, about something, <laughs> then it's best that if I just text her back because she'll read the text. My children, we don't talk anymore on the phone unless it's something 
that is really major. And uh, as a matter of fact, I can call and they don't always answer the phone. But if I text, they may not text me back, but the odds are they will simply because it's a form of communication that's become acceptable. But everybody doesn't do well with that. And everybody doesn't do well with email. And everybody doesn't wear a smartwatch and everyone doesn't have a smartphone with them to make sure that everything is answered immediately. I can remember the day in writing letters that if someone wrote you a letter, you had two or three days uh, to get back with them. Well, now you don't even have two or three minutes. Many times I've had people text me and I see the text, but I cannot answer immediately. I might be driving or whatever the case. And then they'll call me up and say, didn't you see my text? Well, the assumption is... And their expectation was that if they text me, all I had to do was just text them back. Well, you see, this gets fusses started and fights started in marriages over why didn't you answer me? Well, what does that have to do with expectations? What does that do with setting up people for failure and success? Why? Because we don't know how to communicate with them. So are they verbal, phone, or face-to-face? Is written communication better? Are they visual learners and visual communicators? You may have to learn how to draw a chart out or a visual. Now, I'm being facetious, but the fact is we need to learn how to communicate with those that we want relationships with. That takes some work. That takes some mining and research and it can be fun as to how to do this but we rarely make anything fun we like to be very serious and make sure that everybody knows we're in charge so uh, who is the best person to hold this someone accountable it may not be you if you're working in an office or you're working in a factory or you're working in a small business or you know even in families sometimes it's better for my wife to communicate with the children on certain things other things it's better for me to communicate and anybody that has children, anybody that's in relationships in the family know this. There are times when you want to communicate and times when you don't want to communicate. When I'm right in the middle of, the, of something, that's the worst time for Karen to try to communicate with me because I'm, you see, nobody is a multitasker. The reality is you work on one task at a time. You may can do several things, but you actually can only do one thing at a time and do it well. And some things you can do without even thinking those are subliminal things. But really something you have to think about, you can only think about one thing at a time. After all, we're not God. We're not omniscient. We don't have the ability to know everything. If indeed you are in the middle of something, then that might not be the best time for someone to interrupt you. On the other hand, there are some times of day that I probably would not want to present a new thing that's going to uh, require a lot of thought processing and something new and creates change. That would probably be from the hours of six in the morning until about 10 in the morning. I would probably want to let Karen go through her paces and her routine. Sometimes it's uh, late at night for people that they receive things best. Sometimes it's midday. What I'm saying is we all have our quirks. We all have our times to communicate. And we need to find out when is the best time to communicate with people and who is the best one to communicate with people. We need to ask ourselves, if I'm going to communicate with someone about accountability, have I given them a good timeline to get back with me? 
And then we have to stay in touch, really just touching people. Staying in touch with people is so important because many times if you don't hear from somebody, that's not a good sign. And so we have to be proactive, not reactive. When they didn't get a hold of us, we need to ask ourselves the question, was I as proactive as I need to be? Always look at ourselves. You see, when a pastor is pointing his finger at the congregation, he at least has three pointing back to himself. And that's about the proper ratio that we need when we're asking, why didn't this work? We need to ask ourselves three questions and one question to someone else. But it's usually the opposite. We have a hard time owning up to our own failures and lack of communication. So if you're going to have relationships with people of any kind, we need to lay out our expectations of what those relationships would be. If it's an assignment, we need to give people the authority and the uh, opportunity to fulfill it. And we need to hold them accountable. That means communication on a regular basis. Communication is the key to great relationships. I don't care who you are, what counselor you're looking to, what philosophy you're following. Communication is the key to good relationships. Communication with God is the key to a great relationship with God and walking in fellowship with Him. We have to communicate with Him. You see, prayer is not talking to God. Prayer is communicating with God. And that's mostly listening instead of talking. If we'd read more of the Word of God and do less talking and asking and begging to God, we'd be a lot better off. And so I want to encourage you to communicate with one another. Communicate with God. Communicate, communicate, communicate. That's the way that we hold people accountable. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.